0: Welcome into The Trenches, I'm Sam Mays. Before we get started with the show, I've got some very special people to thank for their support. Lock Supply, Ural's Health, MidFirst Bank, Oklahoma Ford Dealers, the National Cowboy and Western Heritage Museum, and FireLakeJobs.com. Euro's Health is dedicated to helping the men and women of Oklahoma live healthier, more fulfilled lives. They provide hormone replacement treatment, peptide, HGH, and sexual health treatment for both men and women. They also provide nutritional hydration, weight loss treatment plans for both men and women. With over 30 years of experience, Euros Health can help you take back control of your health. Check them out at www.euroshealthok.com or just drop by and see them. Also, remember Ford. Driving to your best Oklahoma Ford dealers today for their best deals on Ford's full lineup of trucks and SUVs. Ford is the best in Oklahoma. Big thank you to you guys for your support. Make sure you like and subscribe to the show. I love doing this. Up next, we've got a great show in line for you. Welcome into the trenches. I'm Sam Mays. And today, putting his hand in the dirt for the very first time is a very special guest, Mr. Sam Humphreys, producer for the Sports Animal and co-host of the 73rd Hole Podcast. How are you, Sam? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on. Are you enjoying the new gig, Sam? Yeah, man. I love it. I love it. Tell Out Crowd is, is pretty awesome. We just dropped a new app. Uh, We've got a ton of views here in this great state of of Oklahoma. We're moving nationally, which has been pretty crazy over the last uh, couple of months. But it's been awesome. A lot of great content creators, uh, big names, Jenny Carlson, Barry Trammell. those, Those two have been incredible here in the state for years and years and years. So to kind of throw my name in with theirs is pretty awesome. Obviously, Coach Stoops getting it done at a high level. So it's been fun, man. Thank you so much for joining me today.
1: Yeah, no problem, dude. I, I love talking sports and miss talking sports with you on the radio. So let's do it on the podcast.
0: I yeah, love- absolutely. Absolutely. I got to give a nod to your now retired uh, father as uh, Craig Humphreys, an absolute staple in sports talk radio here in the great state of Oklahoma. How'd you feel? I mean, you grew up in a sports house. You grew up watching him do show- shows. You grew up in this business. How'd you feel watching him step step away from it?
1: It was amazing, right? I mean just the outpouring of support, how many lives he touched, not only in the business, but just listeners in general, they felt like they knew him. And the amount of support was overwhelming for me and much less him. You know what I mean? Like, I can't even wrap my head around the fact that um, he touched that many lives and and he got such an awesome uh, ovation as he left. And, And it was so cool. Thank you to the Thunder, what they did and um, obviously, you know, my dad's basically had another full-time job taking care of my mom, but that put a smile on his face for sure. Hearing all of his listeners tell stories and all of the guys at the station give him such a, such an awesome goodbye.
0: Yeah, it's been, I've gotten, I've had a ton of mentors here in the state, you know, from, uh, guys like Tom Dorado and, you know, Jim Traber and Al but your father is an icon and the way that he did it was just perfect, right? This mix of old school, but I think he walked into the new age pretty seamlessly and I will definitely miss him on my, my morning drives, man. So you make sure you tell him that I said he will be missed. And I tell him, I said, thank you. Right. For all the years oh, of entertainment cool. and the leadership. And it was, it was pretty cool to you know play a small part in his, like to say, I was on air with Craig Humphries is pretty cool to me. So very, very cool. And look, you've got a bright future, right? You've, uh, you're doing some great things with the sports animal now. I very much enjoy your your takes. And um, as I watched Baker Mayfield beat Jalen Hurts last night in a playoff game, I'm sitting there thinking, man, who can I call to w- just roll around in this awesomeness? <laughs> and Sam Humphrey's name was one of the first ones that popped into my head as – uh you deal with uh you know one of your your colleagues there at the sports animal ripping Baker mayfield every single day i'm on the complete opposite spectrum. I just love the guy. I think that uh as a former offensive lineman, this is somebody that I would have wanted to protect There's some quarterbacks that that lead from the outside and they've had success right but there's some quarterbacks that sit in the seat with you that make they they really make you feel like they're a part of every single piece of what's happening on the football field. Like if they needed to go throw a block for you, they would. And Baker Mayfield is that guy. And I just love the fact that he's proving all the naysayers wrong. Like the Cleveland Browns to go jump off something for all I care. I'll (laughs) never forget sitting there and and during his draft day and, and watching him get drafted by them thinking, the mistake by the lake. I hope they don't ruin my guy. And they almost did, but he found a way to get it done.
1: No, you're exactly right. I don't think anyone loved and hated last night more than me because obviously I'm a huge Eagles fan, but I'm also a huge Baker Mayfield fan. And we always hear about all of the negatives with Baker Mayfield. I mean, we should talk about some of the positives and some of the things that make Baker Mayfield great. And number one, to me, you start with how he galvanizes a locker room. He He makes people believe, not only in Baker, but not just people. He makes fans and his teammates believe in themselves. And, you know, when we talk about it, the thing that really makes him great to me is the fact that he's not scared of the moment. He's an overachiever. He's the anti Dak Prescott, right? He is the guy that is going to make the most out of every single situation that he's in. And I'm not saying that he's going to go into Detroit next week and, and win or beat that lions team. I'm saying that he makes the most out of every situation and go from the beginning. When he was with the Browns, he was put not only like you said, the mistake by the lake, they were coming off one win in two seasons, Sam. Right. And so he was put into the worst situation possible. Eight head coaches and six years. Unbelievable that he navigated his way through that. And, I give a lot of credit, by the way, to what Sean McVay did. I think Sean McVay instilled that confidence in him a little bit last year after he was in terrible situations at the two worst franchises in the league. And then Tampa Bay takes a flyer on him. Four million dollars. Talks about the biggest steal in the NFL, right? I
0: mean, right. I'm- crazy. Yeah, no, it's it's just an unbelievable story. And, you know, when you consider the injuries that he's fought through and then just the, you know, this is a guy that, as a rookie. He's got big time national commercials. Baker Mayfield's name was, you know, as big of, in the NFL as uh, anyone else's and people kind of hated him for it, right? Like, who's this kid? Who's this guy? You know, who's this, this kid from Oklahoma that's all of a sudden going to be a savior of the NFL or the savior of the Browns. And he took a lot of flag for that and people enjoy watching him fail, which I'll never really understand. You know, to me, I think Baker Mayfield is what the game of football is, the kind of men that play this game. And when I hear people rip him, to me, it's like, well, football's not for you, right? Like football, no matter if you played it or not, like this game at its core, you don't understand it. And maybe that's why you don't like Baker Mayfield, or maybe that's why you didn't have the success on the field that you thought you might have as a football player. But that dude is what it's about, right? It's not for nice men. It's not for sweet boys. On this level, it's a different level. And to lead the kind of men that he has to, to be the kind of guy that he is. Like, he just, he's a football player. I love the image of him sniffing those smelling salts coming out of the locker room. I'm like, yes, that's it, right? That's the guy. And, and I think that we're in this era of the NFL where, you know, guys like DK Metcalf, and I think that's like, that dude's a ball player, no question, but his body is, it overwhelms it, right? His 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 physical ability is what makes him the player that he is. Give me the old school vibe where it's your mind and body, right? Mayfield had to change when he got to the NFL. As much as you and I love watching him scramble around in college and make plays, he couldn't do that in the league, and he found out the hard way, you know, as a, as a rookie. So uh, to see him, you know, t- find a way to be a pocket passer, to find a way to impact his team, you know, being Baker Mayfield has just been phenomenal for me.
1: You're exactly right. And how many football players can you, how many quarterbacks can you say are football players? Some of the great ones, like a Tom Brady, he's a dog. He will get in your face. He's ready to go. You know, LFG, Tom Brady, like he's a dog. You don't get that a lot of times with quarterbacks. And Patrick right. Owens, a great example of being a dog. And Baker Mayfield has that mindset. He doesn't necessarily have as much arm talent as a Justin Herbert or a Trevor Lawrence, but he makes up for it in that mentality that you have to have, whether I cover sports, you know, every single day you see in basketball, football, golf, whatever sport it may be, this new school age of guys tend to be a little bit softer, right? It, you Correct. See time and time again, that these guys don't have that, mamba mentality or assassins mentality that I'm going to go get mine. And that's what Baker Mayfield has. And sometimes it rubs people the wrong way. And when, especially when an opposing fan base or he proves somebody wrong, he's going to let you know about it. And I think that's where the love slash hatred comes from. But some of the great ones, you know, in, in our sport or in football, basketball, whatever sport it may be, the people that have that mindset do rub people the wrong way, and I feel like right. you either love them or hate them for it.
0: What was your all-time favorite Baker Mayfield moment from his time in Oklahoma?
1: It ended quickly because my all-time favorite Baker Mayfield moment was I got to go to that Rose Bowl against Georgia, and when he catches that pass, they did the Philly special before Philly did the Philly special it just doesn't get remembered because then Lincoln Riley, you know, squib kicks it all that stuff that happened in the second half against Georgia. But when he caught that pass, I mean, I'll never forget him just sprinting to the sideline. We're sitting right there and it's the Rose bowl and it's classic Baker Mayfield in what happened to be his final game. I'll never forget that image. That's my personal favorite, but I mean, how can you choose out of so many great ones, um, not only at the University of Oklahoma this year, this year he takes a team that was plus 400 to make the playoffs and right. takes them, and wins a playoff game when their best player, Mike Evans, wanted out at the beginning of the season. The guy's unbelievable.
0: He's an overachiever. I'll tell you that. So, my favorite moment from Baker Mayfield might be one of my worst moments as an Ohioan, right? Okay. So, I'm, I'm in Columbus. And, you know, I grew up a diehard Ohio state fan. The plan was for me to go to Ohio state until John Cooper looked at me and Anthony Munoz's son and said, he had nothing but grant money for us. Like that was the plan. And then it changed and I had to find a new path, but those Ohio state roots being Ohio born, like those will always be with me. Right. And so I travel up to Columbus and I'm ready for a great week of football. I got there three days before the game started, did the whole Ohio state, you know, experience and, as I sit and watch that game unfold and watch that Mayfield magic, it was just this incredible moment to watch this stadium that I had grown up, you know, viewing and and going to games and and just feeling the energy just get stolen from it was unbelievable. And so I go down in the field, I've got my Mevo, which is like a, a camera, multiple cameras in this little thing. And I've got it on this uh, tripod and I'm kind of holding it up in the air and I'm just kind of getting as much coverage as I can. And I watched Mayfield go around the edge and I watched him grab the flag. And I'm telling you, Sam, in my heart, I said, Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, he is not gonna do what I think he's going to do. And when he ran around the edges and then he took the field, I thought, this is it. This is gonna be a moment that kills me. And he planted that flag at Ohio Stadium. And I thought, well, now he's not gonna be able to get to the bus. I was just <laughs> waiting for the Ohio winds to come out of the stands <laughs> once he did that. But you know, I think, I think you know, real recognizes real, and I think that there was a lot of respect for. I think when I, the one thing I will say about when he got drafted to the Browns was he's an Ohio kid. You know, even though he's a, from Texas, like, he's got that vibe, right? Too short, too small. He's pale 365 days a year, even when he's in the sun. Like, he looks like he's from Cleveland. Doesn't he just kind of got that moxie to him? He does. And and so I figured that Ohio wins would love him. You know, they, they did in the beginning, and then it started falling apart, but... I think that there was a lot of respect from the Ohio State fans in that moment. But, yeah, that was one of my favorite moments from Mayfield and one of my worst moments as a sports fan, watching him plant that, that flag there in Ohio Stadium. I th- I'll say the second one was the crotch grab. I don't care. I'll admit it. I, was I loved that every game. second of that. <laughs> <laughs> loved every second of it. What do you think uh, he's going to do this weekend? It's
1: tough because that place is going to be absolutely rocking it was obviously the first home playoff game this past weekend in over 30 years crazy I do think Detroit's a little too much for the Bucs but at the same time they got some things going now as an Eagles fan Baker Mayfield played a great game but he kept it simple he didn't turn the ball over but a lot of the things Big plays that they hit were simple little slant routes, out routes, and those guys. I don't even know if they would have gotten tackle play in two touch. I mean, that's how right. soft that Eagles' secondary was in that game. Uh, and maybe you, Sam, can tell me where that defensive line went because I have no idea with all that talent as far as the Eagles' defense goes. I don't know what Sean Desai was doing, and then I don't know what Matt Patricia was doing. We haven't even gotten to Brian Johnson in that offense yet, but my point is. Baker played a great game but it was against over the last seven weeks the worst defense in the NFL so he's going to have to play just as good of a game that he played if not better if they want to have a chance to beat that Browns team because we saw how good that Rams offense was and Detroit just outscored him by a point.
0: Yeah Detroit's You know what? I'll say this. I think I'm with you in regards to Detroit just as a total package, probably the better football team. I don't think that's necessarily something that a whole lot of people would argue. But I will say that the Bucks seem to just kind of drag it down in the mud enough, right, to make it difficult in the other team. And if it comes down to a quarterback battle, I think Golf probably the more prototypical, talented kid. You know, probably a little bit of a better arm, but as far as just like The will to win, like if you told me this is there six minutes ago in the fourth quarter of this game, and it's tied up, and both offenses are going to get a drive, I'm betting on Mayfield in that moment every time, just because he can't help himself, right? He just can't help himself, but be great when when he needs to be great. And so my my what I hope is to see another physical matchup. You got to love the playoffs. I typically, you know, to me the NBA is a is a sham basically until you get to about April or so. Luckily, here in Oklahoma City, we have a team that just wants to play ball and they play ball every single night, which is amazing for us. But the rest of that league, you really don't see a ramp up to I I feel like, you know, everybody's a game until you get into March. Right. Get early April and the NFL. You can't help yourself but go hard or you'll get hurt. But then there really has been, I would say, in the last five years, you can even see the difference from the regular season to the playoff. These dudes are playing some football. They are hitting each other it is physical it is nasty it is fast and you can just see you know in the in that moment come playoff time where you know bonuses don't matter right when every little kid gets so close to that moment where they were in the backyard lifting up whatever rock or stick or whatever they had pretending it was the Lombardi tro- trophy you can see it in this game in the playoffs when those kids take that i don't care about the money at this point let's go get a championship and i just feel like these two teams Detroit, Tampa Bay, the way that they play the game, the way that Tampa Bay's rose to this occasion, this game is just going to be epic on on Saturday. And the other thing that
1: the Bucs did in that game was they totally prevented Philadelphia from running the ball whatsoever. Can they do that against Detroit, who obviously have a little bit better running game than Philly has had, which is non-existent over the last seven weeks, but um, they need to do that. And then the other thing I would ask you about as an offensive lineman, I mean, it seemed like Jalen hurts really had trouble with that blitz. It's like the bucks don't disguise anything. They're like, we're coming after you. And they were still right. leading to Hurts. So, I mean, what are your thoughts on that?
0: To me hurts. It's the situation is more mental because you're hundred percent right. The bucks aren't trying to hide it. They're like, we're going to line up and go. And they got some dudes that can run. They got some guys that are aggressive and, I wouldn't say that's a, a, probably an easy defense to block by any means, but to me, it just looks like Jalen hurts mentally had a moment some point in the last five or six games where he's just was broken. And I think when you talk about a player as mentally tough as that, that's uncharted territory, you know, like some of these, I don't, and I don't think Jalen hurts is fragile by any means, but every man has a moment where they start to doubt themselves, you know, and, and, it, it, you sometimes just don't know how to react to it, and I feel like guys like Jalen Hurts and guys like you know Kyler Murray is another one where it's like, think about how much they won in their life and how much it, it depended on just their success, their their will to win. We saw Hurts do it at two different universities, we've seen him take Philly from you know, from what they were to a real contender year in, year out, like that will that, that he has, and then all of a sudden. You know, your teammates aren't necessarily being great to you. The, like that leadership that we've all known him to have has been questioned a little bit, somebody calling him names on the sidelines, which I would have let I me mean, tell you something right now. There's no quarterback in my life that I block for that I'm gonna let get called any kind of name by anybody on my team. <laughs> like that's something like that just shows you how messed up that locker room is. For real. Like there's a real problem in Philly when you're when QB one is getting chastised to the point where he's being called names in the locker room that's crazy this is the same thing that happened to andrew luck like no one wanted to talk about how andrew luck was coming off the sidelines in indy raising his hands for high fives and no one was high-fiving him back <laughs> and the first time i saw it was like early in the season i'm like yo something is wrong right and then luck a year later was like i'm done he could never get it back whatever whatever happened whatever got thrown out there exposed whatever you want to call it it ruined them. So you know, I hope that that I truly hope that Jalen Hurts can figure it out and that team can figure it out. But this seems like it's more than just a football problem for the Eagles because who they are, their identity, what they do, is too blue collar and it's too nasty and it's too predicated on just beating somebody's ass. You know what I mean? So it's like you don't lose that. That shit travels, right? Mm-hmm. You that stuff doesn't. That this is not a you know a Rams um, five wide spread offense where on the right day and they're just a little bit off, it falls apart. This is the Philadelphia friggin' Eagles. They're going to hit you and hit you and block you and block you and just beat you down mentally and physically to find a way to win. And I just don't understand what happened to that mentality. You know, They get to 10, and all of a sudden, it just falls apart. So it's um, crazy.
1: I mean, back to Baker. I mean, he has that personality that, like I said earlier, is going to galvanize a locker room, the image that's – sticking in my head when you're talking about Hurts being a broken man is Goddard of all people who ha- doesn't really go off like that screaming at Jalen Hurts and he's not responding whatsoever right you don't see that happening on Baker Mayfield teams
0: right right you're 100% right Sam I could do this with you all night but I gotta go um because we got another guest coming up here on the show but you nailed this and what i want to do is get you back here in a couple of weeks so we can just talk a little golf right the 73rd 73rd hole podcast is awesome you do a great job with it. if you haven't listened to it you can find it anywhere you listen to podcasts these guys do an awesome job and uh let's get you back and talk a little bit about the pga and the live golf tour and all that stuff let's do it i appreciate it sam have a good one all right all right buddy thank you so much